Hi, everybody. Today's episode is all about a new learning series we're launching called Re-Energize Your Digital Marketing. I'm joined today by Chris Williams from the Lead Generation Pros at Energy Circle and Baywa's collaborator for this series. Energy Circle works with residential solar contractors to create digital marketing strategies that lower customer acquisition costs. Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast. And what looks like is going to be our first of a number of chats on this new digital marketing series. Hey, Tom, thanks for having me. So I want to start the conversation by talking about lead generation. In our first article, Peter Trost, the founder of Energy Circle, gives a short overview of the digital marketing landscape in solar. And he makes what I think is a critical point, that purchased leads cannot be considered an asset to your company. Chris, why is this an important distinction to make? This insight actually came from talking to a number of solar contractors that were coming to us and they were deciding to shift their budgets around where they were getting leads. And one of the on one of the calls, I was talking to to the two owners of the business and their plan was to sell the business eventually. And I could hear them talking about what what's a business asset, how do we increase the value of our business? And when Energy Circle works with people, everything that we do, the the contractor owns. And part of, they had this light bulb that went off where they realized that having basically a website that's getting a lot of traffic from homeowners trying to buy solar and that traffic turning into leads is an asset because it's something, one, that you can sell and something that's predictable and something that's also very difficult to replicate. And I'm not saying that I'm anti-purchased leads, but if you were to go to sell a business and 40% of your your leads or, you know, right, pick a number. We're coming from purchase leads, which is an open market that anybody can do, right? I myself could go buy a solar lead right now. You wouldn't value those leads as much as you would if somebody had a website that for the past 18 months was generating 100 leads a month. And as part of the business sale, you said you get the website, you get all the content that we've written. You get the Google AdWords accounts. You get all the Yelp accounts, right? All those all those assets are, are assets. They are digital assets. So purchase leads do have a value. They do generate customers. They do generate cash in the short term. Those mm-hmm. will that will lead to brand awareness. That w- that could lead to some referrals. There's a value in purchasing leads if you don't have other lead sources and you don't want to lay off crews, right? Like so, there are. I'm not saying there's not any values in there but it's definitely not a sellable asset. Great, so let's run through a few numbers. Peter also shared these in his solar marketing landscape intro, but I think they're worth repeating here as well. What is, in Energy Circles, uh, framing the digital marketing imperative, uh, and why is that so important to focus on? Sometimes I sarcastically joke with folks that there's this thing called the internet and people buy things on it, right? Because it's like, sometimes you have to like make the case for the internet because there's a perception that you know people buy books and other things on Amazon, but when it comes to a twenty-five thousand dollar purchase, um, that's less the case, and that's far from the truth. Um, right. So eighty percent of homeowners will research or shop online when doing what's called a considered purchase, right? Something that's a, it's a big decision, a lot of money. More than fifty percent of Local searches now are on mobile devices. People consider review sites to be as to be as trustworthy or almost synonymous with a referral from a from a friend or family member. Uh, I'm not saying I'm pro review site either. There's a there's been a number of concerns with with those 
and and that, you know that could be an entire conversation. But th- the point is, is that if you want to have a strong presence and growth in a local market, homeowners are going to be searching for you and your brand and seeing if you look good, or searching for what you sell. And so sometimes it's not even it's not even the website necessarily or someone's digital presence generating leads itself, but is supporting the other the other channels of leads that they are getting. I'll give you another quick anecdote from a fellow that I talked to in Florida. Mm-hmm. They were spending in the tens of thousands of dollars a month on purchase leads. I said, hey, I want to I want to invest in our online presence to grow. And I said I, I was being a little snarky, and I said, why? Just just increase the spend on purchase leads, right? Just like you know that works. It would be wise just to increase that, right? And he was like, yeah, that's that's true. But one of the things are we encounter is that when a salesperson's in the home, the person will whip out their phone. Search, search for the name on the person's T-shirt, and they can't find us. Mm. And when that happens, it 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 feels like even though this is the interesting thing, even though the person's physically in the home with them, truck is wrapped, logo, they it feels like we don't exist so much to them yeah. because they can't find us with a simple brand search. And so that that sort of characteristic, I was having that conversation with today. Somebody actually in Florida again doing a lot of events. They need their digital presence to support. Folks that are folks that are at that event. So th- I think the moral of the story is almost everybody that's in your sales funnel is going to research you, and you want to show up and look good. So it'll support other marketing channels, and people are going to research you even if they haven't met. If they're, if they're not in your sales funnel, they're going to be researching for uh, what you sell in your service territory. And if you can show up and you can look good, um, then you'll capture some of that business. Great. So. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Chris Williams uh, and Energy Circle are partnering with us on this new learning series we're calling Flip the Switch on Digital Marketing. Um, Chris, can you walk me through a few more of the topics that we'll be covering in this series? Yeah, I would say there's three broad topics we'll be going over. The first is just defining success. So when you're looking at digital marketing, or frankly, any marketing, what does success look like? And you kind of need to know that and you need to understand that and you need to define that before either you start investing in it or if you've invested in a lot and you're trying to to understand, did this work and what worked and what didn't work and what should change? I think oftentimes folks can get in a thing where they they start to dig into the numbers as if the numbers are going to tell them what success is first. And really it's more of a, a strategic question, right? Like metrics are never going to tell us strategy. Strategically, we need to understand what what success looks like and then look at what you're doing by that benchmark. So a lot of what we'll go over is what does success look like? How do you know if you're being successful or not? What at the end of the day is like the success metric and what are leading indicators, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes people can get caught up in leading indicators and not and, and kind of forget what they're focused on. And then and then yeah, what is the difference between those those leading indicators and those success metrics? The next thing is going to be getting traffic. We were just talking about this before. People are searching for what you buy in your service territory. That's a fact. You and, and getting that traffic means showing up when they do those searches and looking good enough so they click through to your website. So we're going to go into a lot of ways to do that. The rise of Google My Business, third-party reviews, paid search role in solar, Facebook's ad role in solar, organic uh, mm-hmm. and local SEO. And the last thing is just converting traffic. Right, so if you're getting a lot of traffic to your website, you then need to turn that traffic into uh, into phone calls, right? Into people asking for a quote by filling out a form or giving you a call. And there's a lot of things to review from a copy perspective, from a design perspective, from a um, from a structure of your website perspective. There's a lot of things you kind of have to look at to make sure that that happens. 
Right. So maybe we could think about the framing of the series as step one, defining what success looks like for you. Step two is getting traffic. And step three is converting traffic. Does that sound like a good framing for this series? Yeah. Yep. Great. So I'd like to drill into uh, another topic that Peter mentioned in his intro to the solar landscape video. He asked the question, is organic search still alive? Can you give me the top line answer to that question? I would have thought that that's an obvious yes. You know, organic search is still very much alive and that by creating quality content, having a great website, that your customers will naturally find you. So can you answer the question for us? You know, is organic search still alive? So the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Organic search is still alive. The reason that we can say this is without organic search, it would mean that everything that that Google showed you, you had to pay to be listed for. Mm -hmm. I think that people have this question for a few reasons. One, it's kind of link baity in a, in, in a way. It's like it's something that people are concerned about, so they they write about. But I think really what the intention is when they say is, is organic search is dead is what they're saying is 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 the role of it is changing, and what you need to pay attention to to capture organic search is changing over time. Mm -hmm. It's not that organic search is not still a relevant thing, but what you might need to do to to have access to it is a, is a different thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of the tr more traditional things that we think about with organic search, like having blog posts and having some pictures that are, the metadata is tagged correctly exactly. and all that stuff, it might not add yeah. up to what we what it used to. Correct. So, and this is, Peter has a really great example of, I think it's called, I think he calls it Google My Business as the new homepage. Mm -hmm. It's really common in organic search to see, particularly if someone has a bit large brand identity active in the community, does a little, a lot of PR. A lot of the ways that people will find them is just by the search of their, their company name, mm. right? So let's take Revision Energy in Maine. They're based in Portland where, where Energy Circle's office is. A lot of revision searches are people just searching revision energy, mm -hmm. just straight up. They already know that they already know the brand. And a lot of leads will now come when people don't even click through to revision's website. They'll find their number on that search page and just call them directly. So organic search is still, people are still searching in revision energy and they're still coming up with a bunch of search results, but it's changing because the name of the game might not be get them to your website anymore you might be able to convert them, quote unquote, on that search page, mm -hmm. right? So that when, when it's like, is it still alive? I think it's often getting to that relationship of how are people using search now and how do companies need to make sure that they're staying relevant in that? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we're trying to tackle in the series as well is talk about some of the our previous understandings of how you know lead generation worked and look what the look at what the future might look like. Yeah. So we're we're going to be doing a, a retrospective of of look back in 2018 of the digital marketing landscape and talking about best practices in 2018. We'll, we'll also look ahead um, to what people can expect in 2019. Yeah. So I want, I want to start wrapping up here. We've chatted so far about some of the topics and areas of focus we'll be covering in our Flip the Switch on Digital Marketing series. Can you tell me, how are we planning to share these lessons? How many lessons are we planning for? Can people absorb them in any order? Uh, can you give me a quick rundown of our release plan and how long right now are we planning to run the series? So I would say each section will take 48 weeks. Each section will have a number of articles that will that will build upon each other. I would say, you know, two to four articles per section. And then each section has a, a live training that we're doing at the at the end of it to, to both do a deep dive into one particular learning objective. And also that's a place because we have a Q&A period where 
people can be learning about a topic, do a deep dive, and then get a lot of their questions answered. For people thinking, can I go through it sequentially, or do I need to, can I pick it up at any part? If you're new to digital marketing, starting from the beginning and going through it would be the most useful. Just because if you start in the middle, you might not, you might be lost. If you're more experienced and you feel like you know certain areas, I think you could focus on the, the specific article and topic that you wanted to know more about. We're going to pay mm-hmm. close attention to, to linking in the series within each article. So if something's referenced that you might not know, it'll you'll always have a link of like, if, if that's unclear, go back to this piece. So I think we'll pay attention to linking so people can move around. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the thing I'm most excited about is is having a LinkedIn group. So so one of the things that's nice, I think, about that people like about conferences is that feedback loop of actually that interaction is stronger than with a digital medium. And yeah. particularly in things like this, where we're learning things in a series and people might have questions. You could take SEO as an example. We could tell you, here's 10 things you should do to look at your site. Here's how to know if you've passed or you fixed it. And And if you need to fix it, here's the tools you use and here's how you know if it's working. A LinkedIn group is actually a really good way for people to actually apply that and then come back to the group and say, this is what I did. Is it right? Or did I Mm. miss something? Or what do you think? And then I can go in there and Peter can go in there and be like, perfect, you did it. Or great, you missed a few things. And and so I'm really excited about that exchange to happen as we get people, get more and more people involved. Great. Thanks for that overview. So we'll start rolling out the series immediately. We've got our intro to the digital marketing landscape that Peter did, and we have our first article on defining success and leading indicators. In that article, we'll cover how to track from lead to sale, how to know when to focus on digital uh, tools to analyze your website, and more. And that will be out in the first half of December. And in January, we'll have our kickoff webinar, and that is entitled Six Digital Trends in 2018. Finally, I also want to point people to a set of articles that Chris and I did earlier this year entitled, How Good Is Your Web Presence? And there are two parts to that. I think those could make for some excellent pre-session reading. So I encourage people to check those out on Solar Review. So thanks to Chris Williams for joining today. Uh, Chris, do you have any last-minute thoughts? And can you go over the Energy Circle offer for Baywa RE customers real quick? Just really excited to help in, in any way we can. You know, so oftentimes that's just helping people with best practices. Sometimes that's us working with them in a paid fashion. But I want to be clear to people that, you know, Energy Circle's mission is, is a very mission-driven business. It's why the focus is on working with contractors that are in the better building space. And so, you know, reach out if you have questions. I, there's not, we, we don't have a requirement to only talk with people that we might work with someday. Our feeling mm-hmm. is that, all, all the people that are listening to this, including Baywatt, need to grow by 10x in the next 20 or 30 years to have a meaningful impact on carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. So the more that we can do to share what's working, what's not working, if you want to take that and use it in-house, please do. If you want to take that and hire another agency, please do. If you want to work with us, that's great. We just want to get the word out around what's working and not. And then for the for Baywalk customers, yeah, for each training that we're doing, we have a uh, specific service that we're offering to Baywalk customers that we that we typically only do for Energy Circle customers. So that the specific service or report will be will be topical, so it'll be linked to that training um, and something that we traditionally only do for for Energy Circle customers. And we're just excited to do that and just help other people set their marketing plans for 2019. 
Great. Thanks, Chris. Um, so please, everyone, go sign up for the learning series and please also register for our first live online training. That's January 15th. One note that in addition to the Energy Circle offer, Baywa RE customers will also get bonus materials throughout the series. So there's definitely a benefit to being a Baywa RE customer. And finally, uh, I'll mention again the LinkedIn group that we're launching. Uh, folks can connect there, ask questions about their digital marketing. And Chris and Peter Trost from Energy Circle will be on there fielding questions. We'll post a link to all of this stuff in the uh, show notes, but you can also Google Baywa, that's B-A-Y-W-A, and distribution, and you'll find us as well. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and stay tuned for more from our new learning series, Re-Energize Your Digital Marketing.